It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, we've got lots of friends today and plenty of good news to go around and a couple of fun stories about graduation as it's that time of year. Leslie and Doug Gustafson are back and also Dr. Joe Arve. Uh, Leslie and Doug love to uh, work with uh, couples and counsel them and get their marriages back on track. Dr. Joe uh, works with uh, well, work with my family, uh, weight loss, uh, you know, uh, spines, nerves, getting healthy, getting chemicals out of your body. So uh, love having you all here. We're all Christians. And the one thing I like about the good news is kind of letting people who may not be Christians listen to the show and um, kind of see that we're just like they are, you know, that we're, have, we have the same struggles and a lot of the same things going on. We're real people. Yes. All right. So speaking of which, um, you know, we're all parents here. My daughter, Faith, I want to start with this. She, uh, we're home, I'm home with them for the summer and we're, we bought a house. We're, we're moving and I've been loading the trailer. The grandparents came out and we have like a trailer and a truck. And so I've been loading it like during the day, oh like, and I loaded all the, my husband had broken his finger. Convenient, right? Oh, nice. Uh huh. Yes. My six foot well six played. husband's like, well oh, played. I can't get that box. <laughs> so anyway, I've been lifting all the boxes and uh, the kids have a lot of sports right now, swimming and softball and baseball, and they're all on swim team. And so for three hours, they're at the pool in the morning and then they have privates lessons because they're really good. I mean, they're like, you know, I mean, like, it's really, their thing. really good. Love yeah. It. And uh, my, my son pitched and got the game ball last week. He pitched the entire game. So I'm really busy with all those practices. And then my husband's uh, company went public. So that's been, you know, he's been traveling a lot. So I, I've been with the kids. And um, when I'm starting to get stressed a little bit, uh, I will say, because they bicker, the three of them. No. I will say, I know. <laughs> I will say, oh, dear, sweet Jesus, help me. So from the back seat, my eight-year-old says, Mom. Really? I know Jesus helps you with lots of stuff, but could you please stop asking him every day all the time to help you with us? <laughs> because I'm trying to stay calm, and I feel it's a good reminder for me, but also a reminder to them that I will snap soon if they don't stop. So it's like this out loud way of saying, I'm on the brink. You better stop. I think it's so funny that she's like offended that I have the nerve to ask Jesus to like help with them. <laughs> you know, are they, I'm, are we that bad? Like Jesus is not going to, I know he helps with lots of stuff, but why us? So funny. That's great. Oh, that's so great. That is great. I love that oh. little kid. Okay, so I did just fly out to L.A. for my nephew's graduation, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that because I only flew out for 24 hours because our schedule's so busy. But I wanted to share what I thought was ex- two, well, two extremely uh, inspirational graduation stories. I think my nephew's is as well because he has grown up without a father pretty much his entire life. His mom's a single mom. She works a lot at night, so he's alone a lot, and he gradu- he just got... I think four or five honors at this high school um, like honor ceremony for academics, most improved math score. He got a scholarship for his SAT. He got a $35,000 scholarship to a school in L.A. Uh, for football. 
And um, here he's been like alone. I mean, he's been alone a lot. He's got, so it was going to be his mom and myself at his graduation and his big brother. That big brother program, 11 years Adam's been his big brother. Mm. He has been there through thick and thin. He never, you know, he was there for everything for this kid Wonderful. from 7 to 18. Isn't that cool? Yes. I mean, he's been the man in his life. Yes. Oh, love that program. So I think his story is inspirational as well. But let's start with this woman. I mean, come on, you can't be this. From homeless to Harvard. <laughs> Very, very grateful to have this opportunity. If you've ever felt like giving up, Norma Heath can change your mind. It's all about goals, you know. You can have dreams, but there's a difference between dreams and goals. Sharing her story today, the 51-year-old is stronger than ever. But for years, Norma's life was much different. Depressed, doing drugs, and just wasting my life away. Addiction, abuse, and self-hatred culminating in a mental breakdown that left her with nothing. And I lost my job. I wasn't able to think. I wasn't able to read. I wasn't able to write. Norma had always been a skilled student, but was never able to maintain her schooling long enough to get a degree. Until about two years ago, when she found Rosie's Place, a women's shelter in Boston. Counselors asked Norma to write down her goals every week. I want to make it to my doctor's appointment. I want to stay away from the people doing drugs. And then I said, hey, this gold stuff is good. Once you start reaching them, I said, hey, I want to graduate from Harvard. Forget it. And the girl said, you can do it. So do it, she did. Picking up her cap and gown, it's official. Norma Heath will soon hold a psychology degree from Harvard University's Extension School. That smile, Norma says, comes from the strength she found at Rosie's Place. Because some days we feel like giving up. But the people around us are, are going to be our cheerleaders. And the strength within herself. And if I could day. do it, girls and guys, you could do it too. Wow. Wow. Goodness. Like mini Dr. Joe. What a concept. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Is she ama- and the dreams are, are different than goals, she says. Because you're actually making it happen. Yes. In, in one aspect, she's amazing. But in the other respect, she's just like everybody. Right. We have no excuse. Mm. She just she's right there. The example is doesn't matter what you're facing today, you can have a better tomorrow. And you start putting your one foot in front of the other, making better choices. You know. But it's like you've been saying, it's up to you. No one's going to do it for you. She decided, what the heck? I'm going to go to Harvard. And she just kept going and kept going and kept going. And she had the right support people around her. And she she made up her mind. There's nothing more powerful than a made up mind. And that power and that ability is within each person who's breathing. And we really don't have any excuses to, to have our own stories like that. It's beautiful. I was so impressed right by on. her. Yeah. Right on, Dr. Joe. Yeah. yeah and just that one day at a time doing the work mm-hmm. and having that support, I think, is really helpful too, mm-hmm. right? Because we all you know, can have tenacity and perseverance, but when you get really alone, and that gets harder. Mm-hmm. So to have other people who are like-minded and like-hearted around you going, yes, you can. That's what I was just going to say. My mentor, Jim Stovall, um, he talks about his dream team. And I would say he's probably part of my dream team because I call him for advice when I need it. He's written over 32 books. He's blind. He has his own movie studio. I think seven of his books have been made into movies, starting with The Ultimate Gift. 
And so he's worked, you know, with James Garner and Raquel Welch. And, you know, he's uh, written books with um, a lot of people that we would like, wow, I'd love to work with that guy. And when he's wa- sought mentors, he's really gone to the top, you know, and, and, and gone like Steve Forbes. He, when he wanted that type of advice, he asked Steve Forbes. Listeners, and then he ended up writing a book with him. You're going to have to Google who Raquel Welch is and, and, <laughs> and, and, and the other, who was the other old guy? Um, who, oh, Jim, uh, Jim Garner. Jim he was Gar- Rockford James Files, Garner, I think, yeah. in the Yeah, Rockford Files. What year was that? Yeah. So, yeah, so just Google those people. Um, they were really cool back in the... There's some other ones that aren't that, uh, you know, that old that he's worked with. But but he... That is pretty funny. Um, so he, he told me... I just interviewed with him this week. In fact, we're probably going to hear from him this week. We're going to do an interview here on the good news, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we're scheduled for Thursday. Okay, so he'll be here tomorrow. And I wanted him to have this topic on the good news as well because on my national show, he talked about the power of five. And he says, we become yes. like the five people we spend the most time with. Yep. So choose wisely and so surround yourself with those cheerleaders like she just said like norma said who believe in you and support you and someone who loves you a lot like your mom Mm -hmm. may say to you oh well you know harvard's that's that's a stretch you might fail Mm -hmm. they love you and they're trying to protect you but they're really bringing you down Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying get rid of your mom but put her in the back seat of your life (laughs) not in the front seat of the driver's seat and don't be the smartest person among the five Oh, That's yeah, kind of what he said good. too. He kind of said yeah. that surround your people with surround people yourself with people you. who challenge you. Yeah, and like when he was talking about contacting Ted Turner and Steve Forbes. Yeah, it's funny. Oh yeah, like, Ted Turner was the other. I had one he kind called. of given up on uh, on James Patterson. Remember, of Beatrice is trying to get me because and she he's just not responding to me, but. It's like Don't revitalized me listening oh, to no. Jim Stovall. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm going after James Patterson. I'm getting well, him. And he said when he went after Ted Turner and uh, uh, Steve Forbes, he's like, Don't think that every famous or important or successful person I ask said yes. No. They didn't all say yes, you know. So he's like, just keep keep on. Yeah, he trying. said some of them will say no, but if you don't ask, the answer is no automatically. Right. right. That's so true about so many things in life, isn't it? Uh-huh. I, th- I think so often, too, we live with an internal kind of saboteur that says you can't do it and yeah. you aren't enough and maybe you're inferior and you can do what you're doing, but don't shoot for gold. And so people don't live in inspiration. They don't think about setting goals around what could be. And I think that's this example that we just listened to is somebody who not only set goals, but believed somewhere in that, that inspiration can be part of her life. Mm-hmm. and made that happen. That's really exciting to see. Wasn't it a week or two we had the kid on from Compton? His mom said that we may live in the ghetto, but the ghetto doesn't live in yeah, us. Exactly. And then the boy who's going now to, uh, he's a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, he um, he said, I like to have dreams that are so unachievable, so unfathomable, so amazing that I could only achieve them with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, it's, where it's clear. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's I, feel clear. Like, I feel like that's my testimony. Some of the stuff that I've been able to do later in life, Aww. like it's just because God. That's like, so cool. Being on TV, I was a fearful person. I couldn't do I read that you put, you put that recently. You know I mean? That I'm here right now and can be talking and have words to give. Like this was scary territory years that's really ago. really cool. You know, and it, there's just no way it's for any other reason but God. That's really but cool. God. And, and, there, and for those of you who are, visionaries and big dreamers and realizing that God's going to ask you to do stuff that never fits your budget. Be careful who you do tell. may not be the first thing you that want to tell your spouse. That's such a good point. Because <laughs> you'll freak them out. But, you know, you know it. So my, my whole thing is my, my whole, my kind of, my low, my most recent, what I'm trying to say is, listen, work so hard in silence that your results speak for yourself. You know, I just sent something to Dan. It said, uh, you know, work so hard that your mentors become your clients. 
Because that's literally what it's all about. If you want to be recognized by some, I mean, there's some few people that I'd like to work with me, recognized by, but I realize the fastest way for that is to say, for them saying, wow, look what that, look what Angie's doing. Look what you two are doing in the, in the marriage world. Wow, I want to be a part of, I want to join that versus, you know, so what do you do until you meet that person? You just keep creating, creating your content, writing your books. You become successful in loving and serving so big that the love is so big mm-hmm. that people can't want to be part of they, they, what they you're doing. They want to be a part of it. They, they can't ignore you anymore. Yeah. You know, that you become a force to be reckoned with, whether it's in the community, whether it's in your family. That's where you go to work with this. So homeless to Harvard, this whole thing is that no one can now ignore her success because she put the hard work in, you know, and these people, we just need to continue to, we want to always look at an outside in approach, but really everything worth doing is an inside out approach. Oh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's what you were talking about, uh, Doug, yesterday when you were in here and you were talking about, you know, being that light in your work, you know, and that if, um, you know, Jesus is in you and you're working with people, even if they're not Christians, that they see something in you that they want to work with you and be a part of what the two of you are doing, uh, counseling couples. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a book of Titus, Paul talks about the, the fact that we need to adorn the doctrine of God. Well, the gospel is, is, is although it may be foolishness to the world, it's very exciting you know, and everything that it means, it represents, it's about our inheritance, it's about our salvation, it's about our future, it's about our purpose in this world. Mm-hmm. And that ought to shine. I like that idea that Joe said about your, your love becoming so big people can't miss it. They, right. They just keep like running that. into you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Running it. into you and the success yeah. that surrounds you yeah. because you're working mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah. You're working Absolutely. so hard yeah. and you're just trying to walk with the Lord and you're just trying every day to be the biggest, best version of yourself for Him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and a great inspired. transition to the next story about walking for the Lord because this kid, sadly, and it's so interesting because I've been talking to my son a lot about this, about choices as you get older and, you know, he swims a lot and, you know, if you're friends are all diving into the water and you know it's that you, you have to be man enough to say you know what guys I really don't I haven't been here before I'm, I'm not cool with diving I said I don't care what you say you're sick you get in trouble with your mom you call me and then we have our you know emergency you know uh, uh, code where I say oh I, your, your grandma um, got sick I've got to come get you like whatever you have to do to get out of a situation where you feel uncomfortable then you do it to get out of that you have to be man enough to stand up to your friends to say and I, I use the fraternity is an example. I think 19 kids were charged now, uh, some with manslaughter, with the death of the young man at the fraternity uh, Mm. that fell while he was drunk during a hazing event, and they knew that he needed help, and they left him uh, and did not get him help until like 10.30 the next day. So with that said, I have a lot of these discussions with him, and one of them was about diving, you know, into water. We were watching a video. So this kid dove into the ocean, and there was a sandbar there, and he critically injured his, uh, his spine. Now, he told and Dr. Joe knows what a big deal this is because it cuts off the life to your body, you know, the energy to your body. So he told people that he was going to walk across, uh, t- uh, you know, the stage to get his diploma, and people did not believe him. So here's his story. Lindbergh's water polo captain Brad Bauer arrived for his graduation in his wheelchair. Brad and electrified his fellow graduates by walking across the stage to receive his diploma. Bauer suffered severe spine injuries after he took a spring break dive into water, not realizing a sandbar was underneath. South County supported me like crazy in St. Louis as a whole, Lindbergh as a whole. I got visitors all the time coming up to Rankin Jordan and saying what's up and helping me get through. It means a ton. Bauer's determination to stand for his diploma did not surprise his teammates. 
if if he wants to do something, he's going to do it. So if anybody could have done it, it would have been him. And I'm glad that he's able to. This is a story of perseverance. I just see him come back from this. It's a slow, long, drawn-out process. And he's, he's the textbook of example of how to come back and how to fight through it. Bauer was hugged by his coach, who says this season was more of a lesson in life than it was water polo. I always tell him life's 10% about uh, what happens to you and 90% about how you, how you deal with it. And that's a lot of what this year was for us. If determination and attitude matter, then Brad Bauer should be just fine. I ain't staying in a wheelchair. I got to get up. I got to get back to where I was. And that's how it's got to be. And Rankin Jordan's helped me do that. Pretty cool, huh? Well, well. Yeah, when you hear that kind of resilience of mind, I mean, in the worst of worst tragedies, it's just awe-inspiring. Like, how's he doing that? It's so great. Yeah. Such a testimony to what we believe, how we see the world, our perception, you know, so a mm -hmm. tragedy can be a tragedy for somebody and a victim kind of mentality, and for another person, it's, it's the launch pad for how they're going to tackle it and conquer the world, so... It's really, it's really exciting. When you, when you, when you look at uh, Romans 12, where it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's how do you see the world? Do you see it through God's eyes, through his power, through the miracles he can create, and the purpose he gives you in life, whether in a wheelchair or, or you're walking on, on both feet? Yeah. Yeah. They're, Either victor or victim. Yeah. 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 And, wow. And it's just, it all depends on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, you have a choice. And you can you can pretty much I still believe you can do anything you want to do, and not let anything hold you back. Even if you never to get out of the wheelchair, he still can do great things. Or a lot of people are metaphorically in wheelchairs, and yet they still have perfectly fine legs. You there know, you like the Bible says, they're yeah. blind, but they have eyes, Isn't but they can't that see. True. They have ears, they can't hear. And so the opportunity is there. It all depends on what you want to do with your life. And it's going to be hard work. Put the time in and just keep making those choices and keep looking straight ahead. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. And, you know, I promise you, you'll be a blessing to yourself and to others. You know, there's a, a, a motocross guy that I interviewed, and he said the second that he hit the ground, he knew he was paralyzed. I'm like, you knew the second you hit the ground? And uh, he walked across um, uh, Death Valley. And we're not talking like walk like you and I can walk. Like uh, a mile might take like 16 hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he can barely walk. And, and he also can ride bikes now. But I'm not talking like regular ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, every effort, every ounce of energy that he puts into having some kind of movement is just mind-blowing to me, this, the power of his mind. And, uh, you know, he is someone that easily could just stay in a wheelchair uh, but because he has this determination, um, I wouldn't say that he has, uh, you know, complete mobility by any um, way, in, in any way, shape, or form. But now um, one of those energy drinks, I think it's Red Bull, um, mm -hmm. they work with him and sponsor him for some of these incredible events that he does uh, because he, it, it's so amazing that he can even move. Yeah. And then he made this out of a stroller, I think, one of those umbrella strollers, something that he could kind of lean on when he walked through the desert because he d he's not that stable. And when I asked him how long it took him, I was, it was just blew my mind that you could take, you know, almost a day to walk a mile. Mm -hmm. But he did it. He did. Yeah. I, I, I those minds, I can't I even wrap my head around the strength of his mind to do that. Yeah. Right, the strength of his time. mind. The patience. Being able to grab hold of our own mind, and like Doug was saying, kind of that inner critic that you have to talk back to. Mm -hmm. 
and not give a lot of power and voice to because we all have that part of our doubting self, right? You just cannot give it weight because it doesn't have weight unless we give it power. You know, when he said, um, I don't know what it was, but, you know, I, I just felt something, some peace come over me. Um, and I said, oh, I know what it was. It was Jesus. And he was real silent, you know, because he's not a Christian at this point, mm. you know, but come on, uh, Aaron Baker. I was looking for his name. I'm like, oh, I can't. And I was thinking, uh, B, B, B. What is it? Aaron Baker. So um, if you look him up and uh, so here's the little um, thing that he made. It's a little cart that he made and it's called Aaron Baker, One Step at a Time. And that's him in Death Valley. And if you read his story, you oh. will not believe the power of his mind to walk Death Valley. Now, at the end of the show, Dr. Joe is going to join us to talk about his next event, which is uh, June 23rd, Recipe Brunch, How to Balance Your Hormones with Using Food. Oh, yeah. Using Food. All right. I want to make sure uh, Leslie and Doug people can find you. (laughs) How do they find you guys? Authenticandtrue.com. Lots of great resources for you there. Videos, writings, whatnot. Wonderful. Check them out. We'll be right back with the good news. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things that shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. Radio personality GIF is here. We're going to talk about things that you need to start doing in your relationships. And there's one that he's working on right now. Welcome, GIF. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm doing well. You don't like one of my favorites, which is show everyone kindness and respect. You're like, oh, give me a break on that one, Angie. 
But I was being sar- I was being sarcastic and not showing you kindness nor respect. Right. And in uh, in a completely missed. So. <laughs> well, I want to talk about one that I I, I have an example from our workplace because you and I worked together uh, mm-hmm. a few years back. Give people you don't know a fair chance. I think so many of us judge people. Even, you know, you know me, I'm a Christian, and I'm not supposed to judge people, don't judge a book by its cover. So one of the guys that we worked with, and his name is Shark, I have to tell you, whenever I would go into the studio, it reeked of smoke. <laughs> yes. He wore sunglasses, <laughs> he had really long hair, and he had a jean jacket, and I figured he drove a Harley, and I figured, like, oh, gosh, this guy again? I have to tell you, once I started talking to him and befriending him, I fell in love with this guy. I mean, not literally, that kind of love. I just really enjoyed him. Yes, he probably is some old stoner from the 70s, and he loves rock music and whatever. We're the antithesis of each other, and he has the sweetest heart, and I just so enjoyed having conversations with him, even though he did leave that cigarette smell in the studios. I, I, how much of that? Uh, I, I know what you mean because I know Shark well, and every time he, I know he's in the building just because I can smell a cigarette smoke, <laughs> and and it, and it's like, and you know, I've talked to Shark; he's a great guy, uh, and I, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I never really looked at him as anything other than, you know, we work in radio and we work with a whole lot of really weird oh, people. Yeah, we do. So. So everybody gets a fair chance because, you know, if, you, if you're going to start pointing fingers, you know, you got two eyes that are pointing back at you. you know. <laughs> like, well, so. And I think you're right. No, I worked in TV. So it was like um, uh, pe- cardboard people with like um, helmet hair. You know what I mean? Like we were all alike. We all yep. looked alike. We all dressed alike. We did our hair alike. We did our makeup alike. And if you turn on the TV, they're very much alike. When I started working with you at that particular uh, organization, I, I was shocked at how at the characters that walked in and out of those rooms. I mean, radio is full of characters. They look different, smell different, you know, act differently. And I yeah. just, that was a lesson to me with Shark that someone that is so different from yourself could end up being one of your favorite colleagues. Uh, yeah, well, I think it <laughs> give people a fair chance. I mean, I, I've just grown up. I've been in, you know, radio for 30 years, you and TV. And I, I've just seen way too many weirdos. And we're all weirdos. I think that's why we yeah. do what we do. We, right. uh, you know, it's like moths to a flame. We just all kind of gravitate to where we feel we're comfortable. And, uh, I, you know, I was always the weird one because, you know, I showered every day and didn't have bad vices. And, <laughs> you know, it was like, and, you know, they, he doesn't have a big fat ego. And I wasn't impressed with myself. I was the weirdo. <laughs> so it was yeah, just kind of strange. Yeah, we never really got egos in either. I, I didn't nah. do that. I always knew I was replaceable. So, okay, so the things that you need to do in your relationships, what are the ones that one or two that stand out to you? Because it's a list of 20 here. Yeah, well, no, this one jumped out at me, and I thought this was a different take on things that I'd heard and I've, that I've read before. And it's uh, forgive people and move forward. And uh, we always talk about forgiveness, and it's something that I really battle with on a regular basis regular basis. And uh, I liked what they said. This says, it says, don't live your life with hate in your heart. You'll end up hurting yourself more than you, uh, more than the people you hate. And this is the part that got me. Forgiveness is not saying what you did to me is okay. It is saying, I'm not going to let what you did to me ruin my happiness. And I, I know I get hung up on the forgiveness part because sometimes what they've done to you is not okay. And I can't get past that. And and it's uh, the forgiveness that you find in yourself to go, you know what? It is what it is. And, and that's what I'm reading out of this. And it kind of hit me as being, okay, I get it. It's, you know, I'm forgiving for myself right. um, so I don't beat myself up 
I, you know, as much as I do, because sometimes things are unforgivable. I, you know, unless you just, you can walk on water and turn water into wine. I don't know how you couldn't have that in your head. And, and right now I think it's really important because this country is wound around the axle so tight. I can't believe it. Um, but there's so much hate in people's hearts that I don't understand it. I don't understand where it came from because I don't feel that way. No. I don't let things like this take over my life. I and agree. and I just I just don't understand how you can just completely go un you can just become crazy about uh you know all of this that's going on. I with you know, I got bigger problems in my house. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of forgiveness, and I've moved on in a lot of cases because I do believe sometimes people change. My, You know, my dad and I, um, we are back in each other's lives, and it was like a 35 years where we really didn't have much contact. And I got the added benefit of my stepmom, who is delightful and is so kind and loving to me, and she listens to the show all the time. And just, I don't know, I just think she's super neat. And so um, that's been great for me. And my dad is a really great grandpa. He calls the kids every weekend, and they just adore him. So that's been a wonderful thing for me. And that's just been in the last like four or five years. But in terms of forgiveness, you don't have to, uh, when you forgive them, you're not saying what they did was okay, but you're really, like you said, forgiving for yourself. Um, but I have yeah. been able to really move on and almost forget. Now for me, what I've found with forgiveness in my life is if the person picks the scab off again, then and is nasty again, or somehow not uh, conciliatory or um, not, doesn't respect the fact that hey I really overcame a lot with you I forgave a lot then it can reignite the anger but um, so far right now I don't have any of that in my life but there were some situations and relationships where I had to re-forgive over and over again because the pain was brought up in some way or the grievance was you know uh, was done again to me or whatever sure I yeah no no it, it, it makes total sense I'm just sitting here pondering at what point do you stop and just unload that baggage out of your life? I know. You know, because if it keeps happening and, and that's a big question that I, I, you know, I deal with, everybody deals with. It's like, you know, I've forgiven you 10 times and now I'm starting to feel like a fool for doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that negativity that you don't need. I don't know how to deal with it. You know, well, that's why that's that's. <laughs> well, I think we should continue this topic and because there are quite a few uh, in this list of 20 things you can do to improve your relationship. And we are talking about a big list that I found on this website, Mark and Angel Hack Life. They've got really cool things on the website. It's 20 things to start doing in your relationships. We talked about forgiveness last time. We talked, talked about being kind to others, uh, giving people you don't know a fair chance, uh, showing kindness and respect. And Gift, did any of these stand out to you as uh, something that you think would improve relationships or that is a pet peeve of yours or you think are just totally useless? <laughs> no, no, they they all are. It's just, yeah, you, you know, you got to turn it around and go, well, how's this? Oh, my gosh, they all fit me. This is crazy. I messed up. It's like 20 of them and you go, OK. But, uh, you know, things that I really believe in. And uh, this is a big one that I that I read was the uh, pay attention to who your real okay. friends okay. are. And, and I will tell you, this is uh, something for the kids. And I know all parents uh, probably deal with this. Um, you know, um, well, I have two daughters. And uh, one of them, the social aspect of life was really not terribly important. You know, she just kind of went on living her life and she was comfortable within her own skin. And then her uh, sister, who is five years younger, was just the complete polar opposite. Uh, it was really important to her what other people thought of her. The more friends you have, the better off you are. 
And while my older one just had a couple of good friends that are still her friends to this day out of high school, which was, I don't know, 13 years ago, um, my younger, Lauren, she doesn't have any friends from high school because she was, uh, you know, she was into, she was, she was just into being liked and, and there's a real, uh, you know, an insecurity issue that's going on there. And that is one of the things that I kept telling her over and over again. I said, honey, I'm, I'm, you know, 50, whatever years old. And I said, I literally have one or maybe two really good friends that I trust implicitly. Yeah. yeah. The, re- the rest of your real friends are. My yeah. brother-in-law says if you have five good friends in your life by the time you die, that is saying something. If you can count them on one hand. Exactly right. Those are the people that you're going to choose to spend your most the most time with. And those that know the most about you, you know, your secrets and everything else. Why do you want to spread that around? And, I, you know, I, I look at it like a relationship with my wife. I have one wife. I, I don't I don't need two or three or whatever to fulfill myself. Yeah. I have one wife. I have one very, very good friend, my best friend that's been my friend for 35 years now. And we've had ups and downs like relationships do with a right. w- when you're married. But I, yeah, I can't divide myself up that much. And then I've got some other very close and dear friends. Um, uh, but it's not that many. And You know, in kids today, for some odd reason, and I don't know if it's social media that does it, it's just all about uh, quantity instead of quality. And it ended up really, she's, uh, my youngest is 24. And uh, my gosh, you know, she's an honor student, dean's list, uh, graduating college here uh, next month, has a great job. But the insecurities with relationships just blow me away when I go, who are your really, who are your friends and who can you really count on? And when she looks at me and goes, you know, I, I I don't have anybody that I would really, really count on. And I'm like going, oh, my gosh, mine got me through so much nonsense. It's ridiculous. But there was well, only goodness. one or two. She has that family foundation. That's what I was just telling my son the other day when there was a little friendship snafu when he's just in fifth grade. And I said, look, you, your parents are married. You've got your Christian faith. You, you're a great athlete. You're good. You do well in school. You've got a really um, great extended family uh, foundation. So whenever you have problems out there, you always have us here. And a lot of kids don't have that kind of foundation that you have at home. So you always have us to turn to. So that's a huge blessing. Now, when you talk about the friends that are good, um, I like the tip that says um, stay in better touch with people who truly matter to you. I am guilty of not keeping in touch with people who are important to me because I get too busy in my own life that I don't let them know or keep up that relationship. I think real friends understand that because they're in the same position and and I do it too. I've gone I've gone 4 or 5 months without talking to my best friend and and he lives 2 miles away from you mind you. But uh, you know, I'll pick up the phone and go, "We need coffee." And and uh, we'll get together for coffee, and it's like we see each other every single day. And he'll right. and you know we just compare notes and go, wow, life is just spinning around my head like crazy. And I, you know, you get it, you understand, because <laughs> it's not teenage relationships where they go, well, they're not talking to me anymore. I don't know why they're not talking to me. Have you talked to them about it? Well, no. <laughs> it's like, right. oh my gosh, you're giving me a headache. <laughs> Thank it's goodness like, for that. Well, and I, yeah. the other thing I was teaching my son about friendships, you know, they always be loyal. I said, right now you're building up um, like a bank of goodness. And in that bank, every time (laughs) your parents, I'm sorry, your friends or your friend's parents see you do the right thing, 
either you're honest, like the uh, kid got lying, uh, got caught lying at school, and all the other kids knew he lied because they saw what he did. Well, they built up a bank of knowing that the kid is a liar. You know what I mean? So you're building up a bank of um, your history with your classmates. So then they know if you're a person of character when you're in high school and you say you don't want to do um, drugs or you don't want to go along with the kids who are going to get in trouble after school or whatever it is. And then the kids know that, like, you are a kid of character. And if they stick with you, that they're on the right track. So you're building up history with them. That is so funny that you would say that. If you got uh, time for a quick story, yeah, uh, yeah. two 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 weeks ago, I um, uh, my next door neighbor's dad passed away, and he lives in uh, he lived in North Dakota, and uh, they were all up there for a week, and I just went, I have to go to his funeral. I know the man, I met the man, and I I drove from you know in Colorado, I, dr- I drove seven hundred and fifty miles to go to his funeral. Uh, because my friend means that much to me, yes. and his dad also meant something to me. But during the uh, uh, during the service, the the priest was saying, he goes, you know, when you get to heaven, he goes, you'll find some mansions, some very big mansions, and then you'll find some cottages. And the reason there are cottages there is those people didn't invest enough time in their bricks of goodness to build a mansion. So he wanted to tell us about make sure that you're always building you're always building your mansion here on earth. So when you get to heaven and I, I know it's all metaphorical, but it, it, what you just said is exactly right. You're, you're doing good things and building bricks for, you know, later on uh, when you pass on to somewhere else. And it just hit me. It was one of those things that I'm sitting there going, I, you know, I had just driven 750 miles and, and everything else in, in a day and was going to drive on home. And I was like, sat there and I kind of, Felt, I felt really good. I was like going, this is one of my bricks. Um, I yeah. did it for myself. Uh, I did it for my friend who care very, very much about. And when I walked in the door of his dad's house, he turned around and went, what are you doing here? And I said, there is no way I was going to let you not have, you know, one of your friends up here to support you and your dad. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and all of a sudden everybody's crying. I, and I'm I, like, I like it that you said it's like building up a wall too. like I'm like, putting no. and it's not like we were trying to be loved more or be more important. No, my as a kid, you're building up your credibility, your 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 character is being built through all of these good uh, deeds or no. you proving to your friends uh, that you are a decent person and a good friend to them. All right. Yeah. The time. Thank you, my friend. Oh, I'm so happy to do it. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about Caitlin. She's seven and she lost her mom to cancer. And we have Adam Katz on the line. And Adam has an idea of how we could help her. For $65, we can sponsor Caitlin for a session of equine therapy. And now Caitlin lost her mom, Adam. And with the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation, you help kids like Caitlin. Tell us how it's helping her. She loves the equine therapy. She always comes into the ranch very quiet. But as soon as she sees her horse, she just lights up. And for that hour, she has no cares in the world. Such I love a it. Beautiful thing to see. So for just $65, uh, we can sponsor Caitlin for one of these sessions where she gets to ride a horse and uh, work through her loss. Again, at just seven years old, she lost her mom to uh, breast cancer. The Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation helps these kids be kids. Adam Katz is my friend. I highly recommend this charity. And if you'd like to sponsor Caitlin, give Adam a call. 720-530-9482. 720-530-9482. And that is DoreenKatzMemorial.org. Thank you. Adam. Thank you, Angie. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. 
When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. How would you like to have a fun date night for under $25? Well, we have five of them for you with Arlene Pellicane, author and speaker, author of 31 Days to a Happy Hubby. Hello, Arlene. Hello. Yes, and we're thinking, how can we save some money but still go out with our spouses? And so a couple date night ideas. One of them is, you know, kind of think nostalgic. So can you go to the place where, you know, like your first apartment, is that something accessible? Do you still live in the same hometown? And it could be just taking a spin to that old apartment and grabbing a slice of pizza around the corner. Now, obviously, many of us don't live in the same cities that that we used to live in. So just trying to do something nostalgic. So, for instance, on my first day with my husband, I was like so clueless. And we went to an Italian restaurant and I ordered angel hair pasta, which I thought sounded so good. But of course, that's really hard to eat like on a first date and so my husband remembers and I didn't use a spoon I just used a fork and I just like twirled it around and around and around until it got like this gigantic big bite and he couldn't handle he's like you have to use the spoon and you just take a little tiny bit of pasta and you twirl it around in the spoon you know so for him and I that would be nostalgic like for me to go somewhere and to order angel hair pasta and try to make a big ball of it or something so go somewhere nostalgic hilarious yeah someplace maybe where you had a first date or a fun date or a memorable date yeah um or where you went on your honeymoon or you know i don't know i just i love that idea okay what else yeah just thinking about it second is a bookstore night whether you have a barnes and noble or whatever you've got in your in your hometown is to go to a bookstore grab a cup of coffee and then you pick out a book for your spouse to read and your spouse can pick out a book for you to read and you know and it can be funny it can be serious in the sense of like i love this book i want you to love this book too you know so bookstore night The third one is taking a hike in a new location. So maybe there are places in your town that you have walked before, you've hiked before. And, you know, if you're very adventurous, then you go on that three-hour hike, you know, through the moderate or difficult terrain. And if you're not adventurous, you take that, like, 0.5-mile flat loop around a lake or around something, you know. So looking for a place outdoors that where you guys can be together and just pack a picnic lunch and enjoy a hike in a new location. Excellent. All right. And bowling night? Bowling night. So, you know, whether it's just go out there, put on the little shoes, and if you've never bowled before, you will laugh so hard. And if you've bowled before, then that's kind of a fun way to be competitive. I just ran into a college roommate from the 90s, and she's like, guess what we're doing? I'm like, what? She's like, 
bowling league. We love it. It was like so funny. That is so hilarious. Do, and I have friends in this fun. bowling league and apparently they have awards and it's a big deal and they're like totally into it. <laughs> exactly. It's got the competitive, it's got the teamwork, you know, so look for things like that you can do together. And then the fifth date is a romantic dinner for two prepared in your very own home. And so whether this is takeout or something that you make, but it's something you can put out a tablecloth, you can have a candlelight, you can do soft music, and this can be in your own living room or your own patio right there at home on the cheap, still fun. You can even have your older kids or even your younger kids play maitre d and then if they're older they could leave after they play maitre d and i i had a friend who had five kids and she would they would reserve like a special night almost once a week where the kids could watch a special movie that they you know they didn't watch a ton of tv so it was kind of like a special treat they'd watch a movie and mom and dad would have candlelit dinner together almost every week so it was a really neat ritual they had yeah that's a great idea and i love the hike and a picnic but maybe pick something that you're spouse would really like to treat them like to something like maybe maybe um he likes to hike and you don't or you know he likes or she likes the romantic candle at dinner and you couldn't care less so right pick something that they would like excellent all right all right arlene how do we find you your books and 31 days to a happy husband uh, the, the website is ArlenePelicane.com, and the book is 31 Days to a Happy Husband, and you'll find 20 additional date night ideas in there. Excellent. Thanks, Arlene. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.